Hey everybody. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Spoiler Alert by Fanservice Apparel. Um, this week we are talking about Ted Lasso primarily. Yeah. Um, there's some other things going on um, in the fan uh, universe, but I think that's going to be what that's we're mostly... the theme of this episode. The theme of this episode. We might yeah. touch on some other things later on, but let's just jump right on in. Um, so we just uh, finished binging it. Um, a couple of days ago, we had the mm-hmm. privilege of kind of running through two seasons in the matter in the course of a week. I think it yeah, was yeah, something like that. Um, which was right when it lined up with that last episode so, airing. Is yeah. right when we finished. Basically, right when we finished. It was boy, it was really good. I remember watching the pilot when it first came out, and I thought, oh, this is okay. It it I guess it's fine, and I never stuck with it and. I, you know, I'm I'm so glad that um, one of my coworkers told me to give it another shot because I did, mm-hmm. and with a fresh set of eyes, I I was blown away, and I don't even know what I was thinking when I first watched it. I might have just been in like a different headspace because Maybe. it was so funny. I think I watched two episodes, and then I was like, Janae, do you, you want to watch this with me because I think you might like it. And then you were like, yeah. Yeah. Well, I had heard that it was extremely popular. Yeah. But I thought, well, I'm not really into sports. And I didn't even, that's all I really knew about it was Mm. Jason Sudeikis with a mustache, according to the pictures, and sports. Mm -hmm. That's all I really knew. Um, And I was like, am I going to even like this? But lo and behold, it's not actually really about sports at all. Yeah. Which is perfect. It takes place within, you know. sports Within a a football league, a British football league. But that it's about so much more than that, and really, you could, I mean, that is more circumstantial. Like you could apply a lot of elements of these characters and these stories to any kind mm-hmm. of team, yeah. any kind of you know, which sort is, of which scenario. Is, which is funny enough, also kind of referenced in the show where he's coming from a American football ex- right. background and now going to a British football. He himself doesn't quite understand much about this game, just like. If some, just like, you know, the people watching that don't know the sport very mm-hmm, well mm-hmm. are coming into it, and you don't need to. Just like he doesn't need to know all the rules to be a good coach. You don't need to know all mm-hmm. about football to see how good of a show it is or right. really kind of tune into it. I, yeah, I just, I, everything, everything, even uh, Jason Sudeikis' accent. Oh my gosh. I and forget his, it's him. Yeah, is, I forget it's him too. He is transformed. As Ted Lasso, he is not Jason Sudeikis. He's a different guy. Even down to the little mannerisms and just how often he says, "I appreciate you," mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. "I appreciate you," but right. "I appreciate you," mm-hmm. because we know people from the, the mid- American South, <laughs> the American South, and um, that is exactly how they talk, exactly. and they use that phrase. And they use it just like that. Mm-hmm. So I remember my ears perked up the first time I heard it. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, oh, this is right. This is either. It sounds really natural, too. His it accent does. very natural. I think, I think it really sounds, you know, So like... either he came from, he came from like a part of the U.S. that had that so he could tap into it. Or he's just that good. He's maybe just that maybe good. Maybe he's just that maybe good. Maybe he's really good at accent work. Did you know uh, that um, Jason Sudeikis is really into sneakers? No, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, maybe on a rewatch, you'll have to notice, but he makes all of his own wardrobe choices on the sneakers he wears in the show. Really? And you'll notice a lot of them for, like, the people that are actually sneaker heads. Um, some of them are kind of more rare or vintage or 
uh, mm. you know, classic or special um, sneakers. And uh, I recently watched an episode of some YouTube series where he was at um, one of those sneaker stores down by the Grove. Yeah. Um, talking about sneakers. And that's like the whole channel where they have people on and they talk about sneakers. And I uh-huh. saw Jason Sudeikis and I thought, that's weird. I was, <laughs> I'm watching Ted Lasso and he just popped up there. And sure enough. It's like really into sneakers. Wow. Um, so, yeah, n- nice little detail that he put into the show where that he's wearing is. his own sneakers. That's really nice. Um, well, the, sh- the show has done two seasons now, and I'm excited for a third season. I assume yeah. there will be a third season. I think so, yeah. It, um, after it won all those Emmys, I think. Uh, oh, yeah. And, I mean, it ended on such a cliffhanger that I'm going to really need to know what happens. Mm-hmm. Um but know what I really I think what they do so well in the writing of this show and what I just love about it is the character development mm-hmm. and the fact that you first meet Ted and you're supposed to make assumptions about him that he's so happy go lucky that it's unnerving, it's annoying or that he's uh, ignorant. Or that he's ignorant, right? Mm-hmm. And um, you know, and you're like, what's his deal? Like, what is going to be the kind of the moral of this story? Is it going to mm. be, you know, like, is it going to be you one of those things for, like... You were waiting for kind of the, um, oh, archetype is not the right word. You were waiting for the, um, to like, uh, to borrow a phrase from like Second City, you were waiting for like the game, like to be mm-hmm. kind of shown to you. Like, what's the, what's like the game? What is it the back and forth that we're going to get? Is mm-hmm. it a you know, fish out of water? Is it an underdog? Right. Is it a, like, is it a, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. And is it going to be like, all you need is to believe and then everything yeah. works and you win the game. Like, is it going to be that? It wasn't, it wasn't that. I, and I'm glad. And while there was an emphasis on things like that, like about believing, about being positive, about, you know, um, uh, not taking things at face value, yada, yada, yada. It was really a story that was like, you know, you just didn't, I don't know. You learned about people's background, why they were the way they were. And then really second season when they introduce the doctor, oh, and it, it becomes good. it becomes about a lot about mental health. Which is really, and I, and I have to think that that is, they're they're giving the freedom to do that because it's being produced by Apple, mm-hmm. and that is something that they take seriously. I know that there have been some other kind of things in the news about the way that Apple treats its employees with in regards to like remote working and hours and stuff. But I know that overall, in very broad strokes, that mm-hmm. that it is a very progressive company in the mm-hmm. way that they kind of think about and deal with with things like that. So to have that so prevalent and not stigmatized yeah um is really i think going to be helpful as people start consuming media that normalizes a lot of things that would have been stigmatized um you know because what i found to be really amazing again like i thought i'd know how they were playing the game if you will mm -hmm. with jamie tart jamie Mm -hmm. tart is a total you know what he's Mm -hmm. a total jerk and we don't like him He's full of himself. He's mean. He, mm-hmm. you know, doesn't care about anybody else. And then he leaves, and then he comes back. And again, you you assume you're like, oh, this is what the this is what the challenge is going to be now. They're going to mm-hmm. have this great camaraderie. But then this odds. guy comes back, yeah. And no, and then he goes into sessions with the um, psychologist, the team mm-hmm. psychologist, and 
he does become a different guy. Yeah. You see him processing things, making choices about how to say things, what to say, things where before he'd probably fly off the handle. You know, he has to work with with Roy Kent as his coach and You're seeing you're seeing therapy work. Working. Yes. Which is again, I think they play it off so nonchalantly, but that is a huge deal. Therapy being shown as actually working and and kind of a not a non-issue because it is a story point, but mm-hmm. it's not Think of, like, we're also right now still going through uh, the last couple of seasons of Sopranos. We are, yes. Think of how therapy is shown in Sopranos. It is a, not only a big deal, but, you know, Tony is still Tony. And, and even though he makes some progress, he has a lot of regression. And it's a lot. It's mm-hmm. definitely painted as, like, well, and then also all of the other members in the mob, they paint it as, like, this like weird kind of fringy thing he's doing mm-hmm. like don't talk about don't it talk we'll about pretend it. it's not happening exactly or, or remember the um now i'm like thinking of other references kind of around that time remember the therapist on seinfeld that dated um Elaine? oh yeah he was creepy oh that's true he was really creepy so the fact that there's like a therapist and, and people get something out of therapy and then just continue on with their life it mm-hmm. doesn't have to be a show about somebody going to therapy is right. really nice that it just kind of happens. It just kind of and happens it works. and it works. And again, that's another of like a, a way of just normalizing it. I know? love that. You're yeah. absolutely right. And it's true. I mean, for anybody listening who, you know, maybe you've watched the show or maybe you haven't and you're not sure about therapy yourself. It's not just something that Ted Lasso is making up. Um, I can tell you from personal experience, therapy works. And if you're struggling with your mental health, Mm-hmm. reach out, get help, get the help that you need. Um, and I hope that we see more shows like Ted Lasso using this, not just as a plot device, not just as like some kind of, you know, struggle problem where the therapist is creepy or the therapist is difficult or what have you, mm-hmm. but where it's just, it is a part of life, it works, and it helps those characters find closure, find healing for the things in their life because that is true to life. That's really yeah. how it goes. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't just become an end all. Like right. it just you you continue your life. I love that. And um, I really do hope that other shows and movies kind of yeah, take a take a note of that. I also I love all those nifty Apple devices that they use in those <laughs> episodes. Have you noticed how you know, nifty they look they look they so do. clean and new and without cases no cases on everybody, anybody's phone everybody has these fun airpods that seem to work so well people don't even see traffic because they're just noise canceling so much i i should go out and go buy a pair of airpods because i saw them on that nifty show i know it's funny once you see it you can't, can't unsee it, it. it's that, true that I, at first though the first i watched maybe half of the first season without even noticing at the apple products because in my own life we are apple product people mm-hmm. and it, they are everywhere um especially in california it's just commonplace so like it was like didn't even phase me i didn't even think about it mm-hmm. what i was looking at um, but you know what, it's funny because what does stand out to me is when shows use like some kind of fake computer brand that's like, yep. that's like not an apple, but it's a pear, pear. or it's a, it's or an they, orange or, or something. Or when they Greek out mm-hmm. something that obviously is an apple product, but they, they put, put a sticker on like it. A, like a gray circle. I don't think most people know what Greek out means. Oh, so. That's an industry term. So when you Greek out something is when you take something that is recognizable, like a company logo or a brand name. 
and you obfuscate it so that um, it just becomes scribbles or mm-hmm. nonsensical shapes. It basically stops being something very recognizable um, to somebody viewing it because, it, you know, like it's all Greek to me is the kind of the phrase. So uh, to Greek it out means you're just kind of like making it uh, unlegible. Um, but, you know, what's interesting coming from a place where I have worked with prop departments before, I know what a big deal it is to try to get brand names on, but I also know how difficult it is when props like computers and phones and other things that are shiny and reflective have to be on set and how much of a pain that is for lighting Mm. and for the cinematographer. So if somebody's like holding a phone and the phone has a glass back, you know, a shiny glass back is either gonna reflect the crew, it's Mm -hmm. gonna bounce the light into the camera, it's gonna be dist- it's gonna like catch your eye. So a lot of times That's they'll so either funny you say that. We'll continue and then I'll they'll either like you. they'll either they'll spray it. Uh, they have stuff called like dulling spray, so mm-hmm. that it still looks shiny, but it's not allowing it to catch the light Reflect. in the same way. Sure. Yeah, it, like dulls it out. Um, but that wasn't the case with with this show because they're trying to sh- obviously show these Apple products very clean, very prominent. Um, I think there was even an episode where somebody dropped a phone and then didn't crack. When uh, when the when the uh, therapist got into a bike rack, her phone fell. Oh, you're right. And, it, and the screen did not crack. And you're like, wow, what a strong phone that is. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, you're right. So to have these phones like shiny, mm-hmm. the back Apple logo is reflective, means that part of the blocking, part of like when they were blocking out where the characters they are. They were like, you have to hold it like this. This, so or the don't... iMac has to be angled this way. Like that was part of the scene that was being built right which is such an intent like such an intentional thing where that doesn't accidentally happen no of course Um, not you know generally somebody would just like be on a phone call and then put their whole hand kind of over a phone and then just like put it back in their pocket or Mm -hmm. put it on the countertop and we don't see it but Mm -hmm. the fact that people hold their phone almost like you know you can't see it but i'm showing janae instead of kind of gripping it along the middle where they're like oh like this you know they're holding (laughs) it a little bit lower so that the Apple logo is shown. Uh-huh. So when they talk, they're holding the bottom of the phone and they go like this and we see it. And then they're like, oh, look at that. And mm-hmm. like you're seeing the phone. That was an excellent demonstration. Too bad you guys couldn't couldn't yep. see that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just You'll have to just imagine it. <laughs> there was one time, though, that I did notice reflection in the show. And I, oh, really? I like to look out for these things. So in Keeley's office in her PR office mm-hmm. on her desk she has this super cute lamp with like a pink domed glass top mm. and in the reflection of that you could see all the studio lights from above oh. and it looked because at first I was like is that polka dotted like I thought it was oh, polka dotted polka- yeah. and then I realized no there's just a million lights reflecting off yeah. of it from up from the studio lights up above there was, there's a couple, like, bad, there's a couple, like, really bad offenders when it comes to shows that did that. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if, if there's any people that watch reruns of stuff of older shows like that, um, I know personally from watching it, um, Entourage did that a lot because they filmed in so many physical locations in L.A. because that was 
part of the show. Part of the show. And the thing is, it's kind of difficult to film in those locations. So they were in and out of a lot of places very quickly. So a lot of times they just didn't care. You'd see people wearing sunglasses and you pause and you look in their sunglasses and you see see the camera, the whole crew, crew. (laughs) everything. Because they really did not care to do anything. They were just like in, out, here are some sunglasses, move on. Maybe there was even a, you know, a... um, promotional consideration with like Ray-Ban or something. Oh, because, sure. You know, of course there would have been. Um, or uh, sitcoms. Sitcoms that go on for a long time. Not so much with Seinfeld, but definitely with Friends. The camera operators on these shows are doing this like a nine to five. It, TV shows that film multi-camera like that are not like the shows that you're the, the stories you hear about Hollywood, very long hours, and it's like, oh, you're up in the middle of the night filming. Multi-cam shows like that are one of the best gigs, or at least when I still worked in the industry, one of the best gigs to get when you were uh, somebody more high up like that because you show up, you're kind of filming the same set, and you're mm-hmm. filming the same people talking in the same kind of patterns, you know. Mm-hmm. You sit on the couch, then you stand up, then you go to the kitchen. Yeah. And in that, you know, comfort, it'd get a little bit sloppy sometimes. <laughs> and the editors would sometimes not really be noticing the takes or if, like, they only got their lines right on one of the takes but the camera, like showed offset they just had to use that take so if you watch old episodes of friends and you kind of glue your eyes at the towards the top of the screen or the very edges all the edges of the screen the edges sometimes but especially the where the ceiling would be especially oh. with friends because the back if you remember the back of their like loft had like a, a step up mm-hmm. because it was it was like think of like a theater like it was good to have some level like uh-huh. that and anytime there was somebody in the kitchen and then there was somebody kind of in that step up, you'd have to like kind of pan up a little bit. But if you went too high up, you'd go off you'd the set because there's it... no ceiling. Mm-hmm. And I, I I, think the two or three episodes that I've randomly caught on TV, oh my gosh, you see the lights so much. But the thing is, it's like you they, they show it for a second and then they cut away to something else. So you really need to be looking. But it's so funny, the um, all the, the little ways that... Uh, that those things just make it through the, to the final yeah. edit. And if you're looking for it, like we do, um, they're, they're a lot of fun. That is really fun. Um, I love catching stuff like that. Yeah, it's fun. But yeah, no, you're right. When it came to the Apple devices on, on Ted Lasso, they had to really be careful about that because they had to show yeah. that logo, and that logo was shiny. You know what's also interesting, uh, as we dive further into this like product placement theory, um, not everybody had the newest iPhone, which I appreciate. Really? I guess yeah. that's true. Remember some of the footballers had iPhone XRs. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some of them had iPhone 10s. Okay. Some of them had the new ones. Like, people had different versions of the phone, which would be also be true to life. Um, like, whenever mm. you do a period piece, it's commonplace now. I, w- I remember hearing that Back to the Future was one of the films that had done this, and I don't know if it's the first one, but it's the first one I knew of, where when you said have a period piece, you can't have every single car be from that year because that wouldn't have been the case. There would have been only 10 to 20% of the cars from that model year. Ah. And then you would have had cars going all the way like 10 years back. That's a good point. So if you look at, like again, the first movie I had learned of this being done, and if you watch Back to the Future in mm-hmm. 1955, only 20% of those cars are from 1955. The rest are from, like, the late 40s cool. into the early 50s. So the same thing is true here. If everybody had the exact same new iPhone, yeah. I think it would be distracting. That's true. But to have people do different iPhone models is a little more organic, although mm-hmm. the no-case thing is a little silly. A little bit. Um, 
Because they sell cases. Like, just put the Apple case. You're right. No, you're right. And also, these are, like, people who, like, run around and throw their bag around. And wear, like, like, joggers where phones fall out of joggers so much. I mean, these are people who, like, need a case on their phone because of the way they live their lives. And Mm -hmm. they just don't. They just live on the edge. I'm seeing a promotional consideration by Otterbox (laughs) in the near future. That would be... That'd be interesting. That would be interesting. Why well, don't they do that? I don't know, but yeah. if they do, you'll hear about it here first. Uh, you will hear about it. I Keep... love it. Anyways. The only other thing I want yes. to talk about oh, with yes. Ted Lasso yes. was the character of Nate. Oh, Nate. What an interesting... Oh my gosh. You meet Nate and you like him. You do. You feel for him. You, mm-hmm. you side with him. You empathize with him. He's getting picked on. He has good ideas. Mm-hmm. He gets his courage. You kind of almost There's see a yourself in Nate where yeah. you're like, if only people would listen to my ideas, sure, I'd be in a different place right now. People- and then there's that moment where he finally like speaks up and gives the speech and and like tells people what's what, and he's he's like being insulting and funny, and everyone's like, oh, you're awesome. Yeah. You save the team. Blah blah blah. And you're like, yay! I like him. Now he's a coach. This is great. What a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. And then he becomes the villain. And that is a twist that I don't know anyone would have expected from mm-hmm. this character development. What the heck? I think you called it out where Nate starts to project his feelings about his dad. Uh, yes. Onto Ted. So th- that's there are a couple things I noticed. For one, we get the only reason I think that we have the whole episode with the restaurant scene Mm -hmm. where he tries to get that window table Mm -hmm. is not only to see this, you know, this meek Nate turn into a confident Nate, Mm -hmm. but because we need to meet his parents and see where he comes from. Mm -hmm. Why was he the type of person to work a thankless job as a, whatever they call it there, the water boy, the kit, whatever they call it. Yeah. Um, and just work really hard and be bullied and say nothing. Why was he willing to take that? Mm-hmm. And, you know, and now when there's a new kid in that position, he he resents that boy for not working hard enough or wanting to go to his mom's birthday. And he's like, how could you? Why aren't you just here slaving away? Why aren't you here washing mm-hmm. and doing this and that? You know, you see this dynamic where his mother is very affectionate and kind and complimentary mm-hmm. and his father cannot be one cannot be nice can only see flaws can mm-hmm. only make complaints yeah. and he yes he starts to project that onto ted and in that last episode when he tells ted that he basically hates him and wants nothing yeah. to do with him he's not talking to ted he's talking to his, his dad, dad. Because I, I, I honestly took a second at that moment and I thought to myself, have I not been paying attention? Did I miss something where the things that Nate is saying about Ted are true? And then I thought, no. Mm-hmm. They're just, it, they're just, he's not talking to him. Which, talking about abandoning somebody, I was like, that it has to be hitting Ted so hard because yes. he's working through abandonment issues. Uh-huh. And to say, like, out of left field that you abandoned me when it's not true. Right. I, oh, my gosh. Painful. Pain. 
And so, actually, there's two other things I noticed about Nate. Hmm. His hair. Started to get gray. Very much. So much so that the very last scene, the teaser Mm -hmm. of the show, when we see him with the new team, Mm -hmm. he's fully white. Fully white hair. I don't know what that's about. Well, they say, like, stress makes you go gray or Mm -hmm. whatever. And I think that this was, we saw a total change of this character. And there needed to be a physical Physical. change Mm. as, like, a metaphor for the internal change. Oh, I see that. And it was stress. And it was stress. It was aging him really fast. Wow. Really fast. I, I like that. Now, the other thing I noticed about Nate. Tell me. We, you know, we get this when they're trying to help him get this table, right? They tell him about a pep talk in the mirror, and you get that awesome Rebecca moment where she's, yeah. like, telling... I love Rebecca, by the way. She's an awesome character. She is. She seemed like she was going to be the villain, and then she wasn't. She was. So it's really fun how these things are so unexpected. But, you know, and we see him do this pep talk, and he get, get he gives himself this pep talk, and then he, like, Spits and he spits yeah, on the mirror. Yeah, yeah. And at first you're like, oh, that's kind of funny. Like you think he's trying to be like, I'm a tough guy, Pff, I spit or whatever. Yeah. And then the next time you see him do that, when he's he's yelling at himself and he's spitting on himself. Self. And it feels different. It's not about being a tough guy. Yeah. He is spitting on himself because he is full of such self loathing. Yeah. He can't pep talk. He can't. He can't. Wow. Yeah. I, I, I remember that, and I, I guess I re- didn't really process it, but I did remember that it did, did feel different mm-hmm. when he did that. So what's it going to be with him in season three? I mean, obviously we know he's a he's a rival, which means he's a full villain now. He's See, definitely hoping, the villain. This show has taken unexpected turns because I have... I've... I'm trying to think of what I would expect a normal type of show to do where you're thinking, okay, he's the villain, but he has some good ideas, but he also hasn't made some bad calls. So maybe mm-hmm. there's going to be a point where like it all comes to a head and then he like makes a bad call because he lets his anger get the best of him. But to me now that seems like the obvious choice and this show hasn't made obvious choices. So maybe that's not going to be it. Maybe he's going to be amazing or maybe he's going to be awful. I'd like... I don't know. I don't know, because you're right. The obvious sports movie or show trope is that there's the good team and the, the bad, bad team. team. And they ha- they ha- come head to head in a moment of intensity. And then you think they're, you know, and, and that's how and, it goes. And they're like, there's no but way we're going to win. And then right. in the last one, they they're do. like, oh, they made it. Which sidebar. And then sportsmanship is Boy, the there are way too many movies in the 90s that did that. Because, uh, so many. Because, because it just feels like too easy to predict. Well, now I also feel like I've grown up in a world where you're just going like, well, it's a one in a million shot, but don't worry. I've seen this tons of times <laughs> and it works out perfectly. Just in regular life where you're like, I don't know if that's such a good idea. And you're like, no, no, no. I, I Don't Don't worry. worry. <laughs> All of my upbringing, I've been told one in a million shots are sure things. Yeah, it's going to be in uh, slow motion. There's going to be really inspirational music. Yeah. Which, you're going to see my mom jump up from the crowd and cry. I don't know. I think, I mean, I think for better or for worse, that's why I'm really, I really feel confident about taking like big swings when it comes to stuff in, in business. Because I, there have been movies where they're like, well, oh, I'm a stuffy businessman. You can't do that. And they're like, watch us. We're going to change everything. And mm-hmm. then they're like, whoa. And they do. Right. And that was every single DCOM. Um, <laughs> and, 
And so now, Boy, I've, now yeah. I've grown up with this idea of like, you can, you can do anything because it happens apparently all the time. Well, see, but now that we're saying this and it's what we do expect, I can tell you that it won't be. It, that won't be season three. No. Because the show is not playing into any of these well, things. that's what they want us to think. And then we're thinking it's not that. And then it will be that. Oh. <sighs> fake out. Classic double fake out. Wow. That sounds mm-hmm. like a football play. Is it? Where's that from? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, anyway, our main takeaway is that Ted Lasso is incredible. Um, it's a great show. Yeah. If you have not checked it out, check it out. Uh, hopefully this makes you want to. Yeah. Uh, we it, didn't really spoil that much, honestly. No, no, no. no. I mean, maybe a little about Nate. That's, maybe, that's kind yeah. of a spoiler. Um, but. Well, that's the name of the show, so. Yeah, you, you, know. knew, you knew what you were getting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and if you are a fan of the show, you should definitely check out our shop because we have some pretty cool stuff from the show. That's right. Um, that is going to totally... Put the icing on the cake on any kind of costumes you might have going oh, on yes. this Halloween. Or if you're just or. a person that appreciates um, stuff from shows in real life, like yeah. I do, uh-huh. and like Janae does, yes. you'll also like it because I think that there is a special type of person that wants stuff that has logos on it, but logos from things in movies that are not real logos. Yes. That's, a, that's like a special kind of fandom because I don't want a shirt that says... Like, I survived the Tower of Terror because that's dumb. Um, and I, that's and then like, it says Circle C Disney. Circle C Disney. Um, <laughs> now that's a shirt. Uh, <laughs> no, we can't. Go, keep talking. Anyways, keep talking. <laughs> anyways, you want, you know, you don't want a shirt that says I survived the Tower of Terror or Disney World 2021. With like the well, Fab Five. Well, clearly a lot of people do want that. Well, they're not there's listening to this podcast. Maybe they are, and those there's a time and place for those things. Okay, well. But that's not what fan service apparel makes. No, because because I think that that is that is kind of appealing to the mass. Which uh, yes, there is a customer Obviously, for it. Obviously, it's the mass for a reason. But I think there is a very small but devoted group of people that want something that is so niche that is so deep cut because that's the level of their fandom their fandom is not surface level so they don't want their merchandise to be surface level yes somebody that is just passively going to a theme park will buy something surface level because that's the way that they're interacting with the parks but somebody that knows all about the history of a ride or the imagineer that made it or Mm -hmm. you know all the little easter eggs in it they want something that speaks to that amount of knowledge. And that's, you know, what we do here, or at least try to. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's the that end of say, my speech. All that to say, check out our shop. Yeah, check out our shop. see what we've got. If you... Uh, we yeah. got some great new AFC Richmond stuff. Yes, we... Very exciting. Do. Uh, also, I uh, don't know, when. depending on when you listen to this, this is the last day of our giveaway. That's right. Tomorrow... Uh, tomorrow evening, we will be announcing... The winner. The winner. Winners. There's winner. an Instagram winner and a Facebook, Facebook winner. winner. Okay. You can enter both. That is allowed. Mm-hmm. Um, so make sure if you... Uh, if it's not yet Friday evening, mm-hmm. Friday the 15th, mm-hmm. um, 
then go enter. You still have a you still have a chance. You still have a chance, chance. and a, a winner will be randomly selected, and it could randomly be you, and you are gonna win a one hundred dollar shopping spree, yeah. two fan service apparel, plus to sweeten the deal, fifty dollars to Amazon because why not? Who doesn't want that? Ooh, I hope I win. Well, I think that's not gonna. Oh. I'm Spoiler sorry. alert! Cheese Louise. <laughs> <laughs> wow. On that note. <laughs> on that note. Uh, we will see everybody next time. That's right. Make sure you subscribe. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Yeah. Bye.